welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. God's doing great things, amen, in and through us, hallelujah, and he has great things for us, for each individual here, for our families, for our homes, and for us as a church. So let's pray as we come around the Word this morning, hallelujah. God, I thank you. And I praise you, Lord God, that we have this word. We have your word, God, to live by. We have your word that we can be fed by it, Lord God. It's precious to us. And Lord, we just ask now by Holy Spirit that you give us revelation, knowledge of this word, that there be impartation of your word by Holy Spirit this morning into every heart, into my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, this morning I want to teach on um, a life of worship, having a life of worship, a life of praise. Our lives have been set free from the enemy by the Lord. Hallelujah. And what else can we do but praise and worship and thank the Lord for that? What else would you do? Amen so thankful so it's important that we have that attitude of thankfulness all of the time and we bring that all of the time all through our day into our day no matter what's going on in our life isn't that right um psalm 34 and verse 1 i'm reading from the new king james psalm 34 and 1 says i will bless the lord sometimes i will bless the lord occasionally I will bless the Lord at all times. At all times. Wow. Youth, how do you praise the Lord at all times? Are you thinking about that? How do I praise the Lord at all times? It's keeping that heart, isn't it? It's keeping your heart open to the Lord. It's it's keeping your mind on the Lord at all times. Every single time. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. So we're thanking God at all times, even in the difficult times, even in the times, the valley times, even the the crisis times, the times maybe we're experiencing trauma. Um, All of those times we're being mindful of the Lord and mindful of what he has done for us. And the enemy does not want us to keep our mind in the Lord. And that's why we're instructed here to bless the Lord at all times and continually. Thy praise be in my mouth. So our mouth has an assignment to praise the Lord. That's the assignment of the mouth. Yes, doing other things as well as eating food, but our assignment It's given to bring praise and to bring worship to the Lord. Hallelujah. The scripture says, how can that, how can out of the same mouth come bitter and sweet? Whatever's in your heart is going to come out. It's going to come out of your mouth. And as we're putting that word in, more and more, the word's going to come out of our mouth. And praise is going to come out of our mouth. But if we're not putting this word in and we're mindful of other things and maybe we're putting our mind on our circumstances, our mind on our situations, 
our, you know, our minds in doubt, our minds in fear, then what could come out of our mouth is worry, anxiety. But our mouth is assigned to praise God. Hallelujah. At all times. I love that song and I'll sing it. I'll get on the guitar and sing it from time to time when I need to praise the Lord. And those in my close circle, I've always told them, if I'm going through a difficult time or any particular time, you ask me, have you been praising God deliberately? You know, obviously through the day I'm praising God, but there's a need in me personally to get on my guitar, to get on the keyboard and to be praising God. It just releases something because there's a minstrel in me. So if you're an instrumentalist, you'll, all, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And one of the songs I go to is when you're up against a struggle that shatters all your dreams and your hopes have been cruelly crushed by Satan's manifested schemes. And you feel the urge within you to submit to earthly fears. Don't let the faith you're standing on seem to disappear. But praise the Lord. He will work through those who praise. And praise the Lord for our God inhabits. Praise, we sang that this morning. Praise the Lord for the chains that seem to bind you serve only to remind you that they're powerless behind you when you praise. And I sing that song at the top of my lungs and I belt that out and I've broken a string before in doing so. But it releases me. Find your song. Find what works. So, you, so through the day, you're being mindful of the Lord. You're going through your day. You're mindful. You're thankful. But in those times, set times aside. Get away with the Lord. There's been times before I've come down here years back. I've gotten the drums. And I've just banged those drums. We have a few drummers in here. Yeah, Drew, Stephen, Jonathan. Banging on those drums. And there's a release. There's a prophetic release. There's something released. See, we can release our supply in many, many ways. Many ways. Find the way when you need that release. You release in that praise. Hallelujah. I tell you, you know, you can go into that place. You can go into that place of praise heavy. And you come out and you can conquer the world. Because you're reminded you're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You know, when you worship, you're releasing heaven's atmosphere. Heaven is a place of worship, and it has an atmosphere of worship. I'm just reading Revelation 5, um, and verse 11 to 14. I think this is a New King James Version I'm reading from. It says, Then I looked again, and I heard the voices of thousands and millions of angels all around the throne, it's probably New Living Translation. And of the living beings and the elders, and they sang a mighty chorus. Worthy is the Lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And then I heard every creature in heaven and every creature on earth and every creature under the earth and every creature in the sea. And they sang... Blessing and honor and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. 
And the four living beings said, Amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshipped the Lamb. Heaven is an atmosphere. It's an atmosphere of continual worship. Continual. 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 Let the praise continually be in our mouth. Continually. 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 Amen? You know, there's worship in angels. There's angels with different assignments. There's there's angels. They're called the worshiping angels. And they are assigned just to worship God full time. Worshiping angels. And there's times that they've been heard in here. With us. Kingdom Harvest Church. There's times I've, I've been mindful. I've heard the angels worshiping with us. But their worship's not the same as ours. It can never be the same as the redeemed. The blood-bought, purchased people, children of God, can never be. Their worship can never be a substitute for us. Even though their job is to continually worship the Lord, we're the redeemed. We're so privileged to be called God's children. So privileged, you know, to have God as our Father. Hallelujah. He's given us dominion, to walk in that dominion, to offer up praise unto him. And so it's important we never forget our place. It's important we never forget our position in Christ. Hallelujah. Seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, at the right hand of the Father. Hallelujah. The redeemed of the Lord. Planned, we've been planned by the Father, bought by the blood of Jesus. Oh, praise God. And so we, the redeemed, continually are to have the praise of God in our mouth. Continually. Hallelujah. So those worshiping angels, you know who they look for? They look for a people who are worshiping. And when they find a people or a person who is worshiping, they will be there. They will be there, worshiping. Hallelujah. So worship sets the atmosphere for the anointing to flow. When you're worshiping, you're centering your attention in the Lord. You're setting your attention on things above. You're thinking of him. You're thinking of his word. You're worshiping, worshiping and you're releasing. You're releasing the supply and you're releasing that anointing. As we sang earlier, Psalm 22 and verse 3. But you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel, your people. Enthroned on the praises of Israel, his people. We're his people. And you know, that's Old Testament, enthroned on the praises of your people. That's Old Testament. We have a better covenant now. We're living in a better covenant with better promises. And guess what? He dwells in us. (laughs) He inhabits our praises and he dwells in us. Receiving our praises. Praise the Lord. So when we release, you know, when mom releases her worship, when David releases worship, when Stephen releases worship, Kate releases worship, I release my worship, we're all releasing worship. It's a corporate anointing then. It's released as corporately on purpose. We're continually letting the praise come out of our mouth. 
And there's heights that we can soar at, and there's depths that we were singing about today that we can go to when we're deliberate about what we're doing. Amen? Revelation 1 and verse 6, we've been made kings and priests. Here it says, he has made us kings and priests to God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. So we've been made priests. Hallelujah. And 2 Peter 2 and verse 5 says, You also, as living stones, are being built up into a spiritual house, a, a holy priesthood. We're the priesthood, a holy priesthood. Why? To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Amen? The Living Bible says it this way. First Peter 2 and 5. And now you have become living, building stones for God's use in building his house. What's more, you are his holy priests. You're his holy priests. So come to him. You who are acceptable to him because of Jesus Christ and you offer to God those things that please him. Hallelujah. Those things that please him. You know, there's a way to worship. And the way to worship and the way to praise is the way God said worship and God said praise. John chapter 4 and verse 23, reading in the New Living Translation. And Jesus is speaking here. He says here, but the time, he's speaking to the woman at the well that he met, but the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And the Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. So how are we to worship? In spirit and truth. To be a true worshiper, we've got to worship the way God wants us and has told us to worship. Not the way we think is worship. Not the way we've seen others worship. In spirit and truth, do you know that people believe they are worshiping God when they are singing a song and looking all around the place and counting things in the wall and and other people are worshiping high churches and they're singing with their ooh, and that's worship. But if that person doesn't know Jesus and if that person has never received Jesus into their heart, Jesus does not call it worship. So true worshipers are going to worship the way we're told to worship. Amen? You know, um, just because a worship band sounds great and they've got all the best instrumentals and all the best equipment and they've got the smoke machines and they've got the lights and everything else and they look great and they sound great does not mean it's worship. Doesn't mean it's praise. No, it doesn't. They could be drawing attention to themselves. And you see, 
we're first called to worship the Father. Not anything else and not anyone else. Not the lovely cathedral or the building that we're in. Not all the stuff that we have. Oh, come to my church. We're the best. They've got their skinny jeans and their wee caps. And oh, we're the best. And I'm not against that. And I'm not against the cathedral or anything like that as long as that person is worshipping. You can only worship the Father. You direct your worship to the Father. If a worship team or a, a, a worship leader or an instrumentalist is drawing attention to them, that's not worship. I've been at meetings before and I've, you know, I've got the scene the guitars looking, ooh, look how good I am. I won't look near them. I don't care how good you are. I'm here to worship the Lord. I praise God that you're giving and you're serving your gift. I'm thankful for that. You're using your gift. That's awesome. I'm not here to see how good you are. When we worship and when we praise, I'm glad you're playing your part, but my part is to worship as a priest with the priests. That's what I'm interested in. So we don't want people drawing attention to themselves. Maybe they're performing. A worshiper is not going to perform. A worshiper is going to worship. No matter if they're in an instrument, no matter if they're in the congregation using their instruments, they're going to worship. Amen. You know what? I've been in services and I've been in you know, home groups and I've heard maybe somebody sing and they can't quite sing that well, but the anointing on that song or the anointing on that song of the Lord is powerful. And if you know the anointing, you could detect it there and then. There's the anointing. I've seen people that can't play their instrument very well, but I know that they're in the anointing. I'll be straight to them after if I can get to them and I'll Because I'm after the anointing all of the time, living in the anointing, functioning in the anointing, praising, worshiping. Give me the anointing. Where's the flow? Where's the service? Where's the flow? Every service I'm in, where's the flow? I want to get in the flow. And, you you know, I've got to get in the flow of the service just like you. (laughs) Don't think, you know, there's some special flow for me. No, I've got to find the flow and I've got to get into that flow. And each one of us have. We've got to get into that flow. And the more of us that are recognizing the anointing and where the service is flowing, that flow is going to get greater and that the, the, the river is going to get stronger. But, you know, if we're just ding, 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 you know, and there's so many dynamics and, you know, when you're worship leading or you're playing an instrument, you've... You've got to concentrate on a lot of things. Or when you're singing in the congregation, you know. No, we've got to be centering our attention and our heart on him. We're not thinking about what's going to happen after the service. What's going on with my kids? Oh, they're going back to school this week, the exam. We're not thinking of any of that. We are centering our attention. That's true worship. True worship is 
true worshippers, they will worship the Father. Now they're talking, if there's true worship, there's a false worship. If there's a true worship, there's a false worship. And I've just described some of it. If the worship is not centered in him, it's a false worship. If it's not concentrated in him, it's a false worship. If a worship team or a worship band or something on YouTube or, you know, a service that you're in and you're being drawn in all emotionally, that's a false worship. And there's nothing wrong with crying and and shedding tears before the Lord. I've done that many times. But there's a difference. When I am shedding tears, it's because I'm the, I feel and sense the tangible presence of the, of the Lord. And I'm in, in a worship, such a worship mode. I'm so in awe and I'm just crying. I can't help it. I'm just crying because I just love him. That's different than being drawn in emotionally. You've got to be sensitive to this. You've got to know. You've got to know if you're being drawn in emotionally, where's the anointing? I've been at service, I've seen things, and you know, people think, oh, great service. I've walked out and I've gone. That all looked good. Where was the anointing? And without the anointing, it's the anointing destroys the yoke. Without the anointing, change doesn't take place in people's hearts and lives. Without the anointing, gifts of the Spirit don't flow. Without the anointing, everything's just canned. You know, we've all seen worship teams and the songs are just canned. They're just out of a can. You go church, 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 the, the song's done the same way. We call it canned worship. Same introduction, same outro. I'm not beating on the worship teams today, but it's just coming out of me, right? I'm teaching us all. I'm trying to teach us to understand and tune in for the anointing. That whether you're here, or whether you're in another church, or you're in another service, you start to recognize these things. And there's nothing wrong in an intro and an outro and things sound similar either, as long as there's the anointing. As long as there's the anointing, it's all good. I love great work. I love great musicians. The better and love voice, the better the voice. You know, it's lovely to have a lovely voice as long as it's anointed. But if it's anointed, not anointed, I don't want the voice. Bye. <laughs> Come back later when you find what it is to truly worship. So a true worshiper will worship the Father. Not going to worship the musicians, not going to worship the surroundings, not going to draw attention to itself. Worship the Father, hallelujah. Worship Jesus. You know, Jesus, he only wanted to glorify his Father. He wanted to please his Father. He wasn't about, on earth, about building his ministry. Oh, I've come and building his ministry. No, he was saying, he drew aside with the Father. He said, what do you want? What do you have? He inquired of the Lord, even before stretching out his hands to heal he'd be listening to the father i'll only do what my hear my father do and see my father doing he copied the father he wanted to please the father and your god will honor those who honor him he'll honor those who honor him so we're worshiping the father we're not worshiping the worship style 
or the beat of the music. Oh, I like that beat. Oh, that really gets me going. Well, what's it getting going? The anointing or your flesh? What's it getting going? Maybe you were a dancer in the world and so a beat particularly appeals to you. So worship should be coming from our spirit, from our spirit, not from our mind, not from our flesh or body, from our spirit. But we'll need our mind and we'll need our body to worship from our spirit. So we've worshiped the Father. Number two, worship in spirit. So God's the spirit, so we're going to worship him from our spirit. Hallelujah, not just a form. Um, you know, there's certain postures we can get into. There's a certain form you get into. Oh, now the service is going to start. We'll all stand. And yes, now we all know we're going to clap our hands. And maybe we're going to raise our hands. And all that is good and all that's right and all that's scriptural. But do it from your spirit. There'll be times everybody's clapping their hands. And I just sense to have my hands raised. There'll be other times people are led in a clap onto the Lord when I won't be clapping onto the Lord. So what am I telling you to do? I'm saying worship from your spirit. Worship from that place in the spirit. Hallelujah. And uh, at those times, you know, we can be clapping along to song, but well, say one of us starts to clap really loud. Really loud. They start drawing attention to themselves. Is that worship? Come on, just in what I've taught. It's not a trick. Is that worship? No, because you're drawing attention to you and not the Father. Worship is always directed to him. I remember in a meeting, um, well, I wasn't in the meeting, but I heard of it or saw it on way, way years ago on a videotape, I think it was. And in Benny Hinn, one of his meetings way, way back when he pastored in Orlando, um, a lady started playing. It was a time when they had tambourines and things in the meetings, and she was playing this tambourine, but it was, it was obviously too loud. It was at the wrong time of the service. I hear, stop! <laughs> if you know a Benny Hinn from those, stop that! I remember thinking, oh, that's very harsh. But as I've grown to understand the anointing, I know exactly what he was doing right then. And he was the pastor in the church, and the pastor's job is to protect the spiritual atmosphere and the anointing of a service. Other people could have been around, like me, a younger Christian. That's very harsh. A poor woman. But hopefully he's trained his church, you see to have understood those things. But other people could have said, oh, she was just expressing herself. But no, she was distracting everyone when the anointing of God was flowing powerfully in that service. So we want to be flowing. We want to be sensitive to the flow of a service. Worship in spirit and worship in truth. You know, truth is the mind of God. Truth is the thoughts of God. Truth is his word. Hallelujah. Facts are not truth. We know that facts are not truth. Facts change. Hallelujah. We don't worship according to facts. We don't worship according to, um, oh, everything's great. I got a whole lot of money. Won a whole lot of money. Or some, my book came in last week. Oh, hallelujah. Worship. No, that's your worship about a fact or something. We don't worship about facts. We worship from the word and yes we're thankful when when things like that would be thankful when he does it 
but we worship in truth. Amen? In truth, not facts. And as I said, our worship is centered on him. So you don't want your worship to be centered on your circumstance because then it's not centered on him. Amen? If you're anxious, it's because you're not trusting God. And that happens to all of us. And it doesn't matter how much you've grown up in these things and we're all learning. I was talking to somebody yesterday and I said, you know, you're not going to get all of this overnight. It's step by step. We're learning these things. So when you fall into anxiety or worry, you have to think, well, what am I doing right now? I'm thinking of my circumstance. I'm thinking of that situation. I've got my eyes off Jesus. So quickly get your eyes back on Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the weather. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for what you remind the Lord, you know, things he's done for you in the past. God, I thank you for that. I mean, a lot of times I would be thanking God. You've done this. You've done this. You've placed me in my, the family you've placed me in, the family that you've given me, the church I'm responsible for. You've given me, you know, way back to um, getting a place, an occupational therapy course, going into my childhood. You know, you're, you're thinking of all the things, things that God got you out of, where he came through for you, how he's provided for you. You're thanking him. You're putting him in remembrance. You're saying, thank you. You're worshiping. You're praising him. Amen. Hallelujah. But when you're anxious, you're giving weight to all that worry and all that stuff that's going on around you. And you know, when, when you worry, where's your attention? When you're offended, where's your attention? When you're fearful, where's your attention? When you're in bad habits, where's your attention? You know, wherever you give your attention, that will manifest in your life. But when you give your attention to Jesus and your worship to Jesus, his presence will manifest in your life. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2, I'm reading from the Amplified Classic. Colossians 3, 2 says, And set your minds and keep them set on what is above the higher things, not on the things that are on the earth, the higher things. Hallelujah. Keep them set on him. Keep them set on the higher things. You know, as a people, let's be purposeful in what we do. Let's call up the worship team. We're just going to have a time of worship. Sing some of those songs, Chris and the team leaders. But every time, I've talked about having a lifestyle of praise and worship. And if we have a lifestyle of praise and worship, when we gather together as the priests, and those, some of those things I've taught you this morning, you're releasing that supply then when you come together as the priesthood, as the royal priesthood. Our worship, we want it to be acceptable unto him, don't we? We want it to be pleasing to him. Like Jesus pleased the Father, we want our worship to be pleasing. We want to worship in spirit, from our spirit. We want to worship in truth. We're directing our worship to the Father. We're worshiping Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Nothing else, no one else. We're, we're letting distractions 
go. And that's why I've told you before, the strongest anointing's at the front. It's at the front. See, when you sit at the front, I'll always try and get to the front no matter what service I'm at. Because I don't want to be distracted with all the stuff behind me. Because I want to give true worship. I don't want to be looking who's coming in out the door. Amen. Is that okay? I didn't want any of that to be heavy this morning. But what I wanted it to do is first, I was starting to learn to flow. Yeah? Starting to learn to flow. So worshiping. Did you learn something this morning? Let's all stand and we're going to just worship the Lord for this last 10 minutes here before we go today. Worship from your spirit. Release that. Be purposeful as to what you're doing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps in blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.